curious about design thinking but don't know where to start? Then you're in the right space. Welcome to the Beginner's Guide to Design Thinking and A to Z, a year-long series of bite-sized real-life examples, do's and don'ts, tried and tested go-to techniques to help you get started. I am Tracy Sharp, a former design engineer and director turned mentor and coach that uses design thinking principles to help others design a new life with purpose. And I'm Lucy Patterson, a workshop facilitator and business trainer who uses design thinking to help organisations solve problems and make better business decisions. So today is brought to you by the letter Q and we are going to be talking about questions. And now we have already covered questions in our F is for five W plus H questions, but today we're going to go as deep as we possibly can and we're going to cover another amazing tool called the five whys. Questions are such a big part of the design thinking process, but more importantly, asking the right questions to ensure that you're solving the right problem. And of course, using questions to begin to truly understand the needs of your audience or clients. I actually get really excited when I hear a good question, <laughs> you know, one that's been formulated simply but well, and that reaches kind of that part of your psyche that you really, it makes you want to think about your answer and it almost forces you to answer um, sort of honestly and with a certain level of vulnerability. Um, you know, so for example, if I've been facilitating a workshop, I wouldn't just ask, what did you think of the workshop today at the end of the session? I'd ask something more like, so what single part of the workshop did you enjoy least and why? And it kind of gives the person answering the question the ability to define their response. It helps them get comfortable with providing an honest opinion rather than just generic, it was great feedback because I've already asked about uh, what do they enjoy least. And of course, it provides me with loads of great insight as to how I can improve next time round. But back to the five whys. <laughs> it's actually one of my favourite tools. Um, I've been groaned at before for <laughs> using it with clients because it works so well. Um, but I know they totally understand the need to dig deep, uh, especially when they start using the same technique back on me <laughs> when I'm advising the next steps. Cool. So um, Sakichi Toyoda, and I hope I pronounced that right, the Japanese industrialist, inventor and founder of Toyota Industries, developed the five wise techniques in the 1930s. And it became popular in the 1970s, but Toyota still uses it today to solve problems. So Toyota has like a, a go and see philosophy. Uh, this means that its decision making is based on an in-depth understanding about what's actually happening on the shop floor, rather than what someone in the boardroom thinks might be happening. And the five wise technique, it's true to its tradition, and it's most effective when the answers come from people who have hands-on experience of the process or the problem in question. Now, I don't think the tool needs much explanation, as it's pretty much exactly what it says on the tin. Um, but the idea is that you ask questions starting, starting with why up to five times to get to the main route to the problem really quickly. Um, and so this problem is, sorry, this tool is best used at the early stages of the design process to ensure that you're actually solving the right problem, to Lucy's point. But it actually can be used at the later stages of the process to troubleshoot a failure. And once again, with many of these two tools, I've never used them formally in my engineering days, but an old boss of mine who was trained in lean manufacturing used to use it with his team to check that they understood the solution well enough. And if they couldn't answer any questions for more than two whys, then he just send them back to the desk and say, like, go, go dig deeper, basically. And as I mentioned in our episode for F is for five W and H questions, 
in coaching, we try not to use the word why, as there is an element of judgment involved. But I did stumble across something that's really noteworthy in my early stages of coaching training, where I was seeing the parallels between design thinking and coaching. And there's a wonderful book I want to mention called Creativity Plus by Paulina LaRocca. Um, so if you're interested in this, then we'll add a link for that in the blurb of this episode. So you can find it through our Amazon Associates page. And it uses design thinking and creativity tools to help you bring more innovation to your life. And one of the exercises is called Why and What's Stopping You? And wow. so she, yeah, it's nice. It's really, it's really nice. I'll, I'll, need, to, I'll need to show you it later. Um, and so she goes on to say, so creative tension is the space between what you desire and what exists. Like, for example, you may covet wealth, but feel impoverished. However, if you allow yourself to think about it, you may realize that it's more than just money that you want. Money is just this symbol. And so that's what you sort of feel that you need to kind of like aspire to have. Whereas like a richer life may be full of time, may be full of freedom and space to be creative and earning more money may actually give you the opposite of that. So it's like a bit like our C is for compass episode, like using the five whys helps you to go that little bit deeper to make conscious decisions. So this particular tool in this book, so it works by framing up something you desire, starting as a imagine if. So it's like, imagine if I had the freedom to do what I wanted. And then you ask yourself, why is that important? And you provide the answer in the form of another question, which begins, what might be all the ways or how to? And keep asking yourself this until you reach what is really going underneath it all and lay it out as a mind map, which uh, I, I, I bloody love a mind map. Um, <laughs> so, I love it. How many mind maps do you have in Miro at the moment? Oh, um, um, not, not, not nearly enough. Like I'm a big fan of writing mind maps, actually. Like that's something I, I would just do by hand more. Um, oh. yeah. yeah, just because for me, I'm just like, I just... I need a pen and I just grab that piece of immediate yeah mind map it out so um so once you've kind of got this all kind of laid out it's so it's a bit like the end result is a bit like a combination of how might we so tune into that particular episode to find out about how you can define problems really well and the five wise five wise and when I was like sort of researching I found like quite a few parallels between design thinking and lean manufacturing tools, which you're going to talk a little bit more about in a minute, and especially something called the fishbone diagram or the Ishikawa cause and effect, which is a mind map slash systematic way to visualize and fully explore plot problems with a product during prototyping or testing. Um, and this was also developed by another engineer at Toyota, uh, Dr. Kaoru uh, Ishikawa. And I'd love to explore this more, but I think I could quite easily make another series talking or another episode talking about lean manufacturing. So what do you think about this tool, Lucy? We've established that uh, we both quite like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, you listening to you talk about lean manufacturing is like uh, listening to my husband over the dinner table. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, you've, you've already mentioned the assumed creator of this technique, um, Sakichi Toyoda and the founder of Toyota Industries. And it's actually hazy um, as to whether it was Sakichi or his colleague um, Taichi Ono. And again, apologies if my pronunciation is um, a bit off there, um, but it's actually sort of a little bit hazy whether it was himself 
um, or um, THE on or who conceived the methodology. Um, but it's definitely started out within uh, for use within Toyota. Although I suppose anyone who has kids is very used to the five whys. <laughs> why, why? <laughs> uh, probably more than five whys and it's regular practice for you too. Um, but from, from kids to husband, so my husband is actually a lean manufacturing specialist. Um, he cut his teeth in the automotive sector, so Six Sigma and Kaizen that this kind of um, methodology fit very well into uh, his jam. Um, so I'm used to kind of hearing these types of conversation regularly on the phone when anyone would ring in from work with a problem. Um, you can find several of these types of examples online if you want to go and have a look and kind of understand them a little bit more. But if we have a quick run through, um, Tracy, you want to be my husband or his employee? I'll be the employee. <clears throat> it's a bit of a weird, I'm playing my husband. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So the conversation would go a little bit something like this. So the robot's broken down, boss. Why has the robot broken down? Um, it looks like the fuse is blown. Maybe the circuit was overloaded. Why was the circuit overloaded? Uh, the bearings locked up. Um, looks like there's not really enough oil on them. Why was there not enough oil on the bearings? Um, the oil pump wasn't working properly. Why isn't the oil pump working properly? It's clogged up with filings. Why is it clogged up with filings? Because there's no filter on the pump. And there you have it, the crux of the problem, the lack of filter on the pump in just five why questions. And it might have made my husband sound really quite judgmental and actually with the way, way I put the intonation on why. <laughs> why, why. Um, maybe something a little bit more relatable, um, another example, albeit one that you'd probably run a mile from B&Q if this actually happened so blatantly. <laughs> um, but this is the one that I use more regularly within workshops that revolves around my taking a trip to B&Q to buy a drill. I have such an exciting life. <laughs> but it really helps you see the emotional connection that five whys can help you reach with customers. Because remember, design thinking is an empathetic approach. So you want to be the b and employee this time? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay, let's go then. Uh, excuse me, can you where the power to Lyle is, please? Um, why do you want to buy, why, why do you want to go there? I want to buy a drill. Why do you want to buy a drill? I need to put a hole in the wall. Why do you need to put a hole in the wall? Oh, my mum wants me to hang a photo for her. Why? Because she's uh, got a photo of the grandkids that she wants to put on show. Oh, why does she want to show the photo? Oh, they moved away and so she doesn't get to see them very often now. Mm -hmm. So there again is the crux of the reason I'm buying a drill and it has nothing to do with actually wanting to put a hole in the wall. And it has everything to do with the emotional response of my mum wanting to see the grandkids more often. And if they're on the wall, she gets that little emotional connection with them on a daily basis. So I feel like this episode should have ended with a bit of a live call in which we've sort of highlighted the value of uh, Five Wise by listening to listeners' problems. Mm. Um, yeah, if only we thought about that beforehand. Many-sewed. <laughs> anyway, hopefully we've given people enough food for thought and we'll now have listeners annoying others with their sudden gracious <laughs> use of the question why all the time. So probably, probably best we leave it here for now. Okay, so as ever, uh, feel free to connect with myself, Tracy Sharp, and Lucy, Lucy Patterson, over on LinkedIn. We are always open to new connections and the interesting discussions that they can generate. Uh, we've been lucky enough to chat and meet, or at least virtually meet, several of our listeners now, which has been lovely. 
Ah, that's it. But if you've got any questions or queries, feel free to drop an email to designthinkingazy at gmail.com. We're always happy to answer them and to signpost you towards any of the resources or books or anything that we've mentioned during our podcast. So please do join us next time on the A to Z of Design Thinking, where we will be diving into an essential part of design thinking and one that I use regularly in my coaching practice, reflection. See you next time. Bye. Bye.